Who knows that when you have an attitude of gratitude, it determines your altitude. And we had an amazing week last week, didn't we, when Jenny shared with us portion one. And I just want to invite you to welcome Jenny to come and bring us portion two because she's going to release some more revelation around thankfulness and thankful, being thankful. And God wants to release us into a new place so that we can inherit and experience all of the abundance. Are we living in a place of abundance? The answer should be yes. Are we, do we want to live in a greater place of abundance? You don't look, some of you don't look very happy tonight. Cheer up. Jane, cheer up. <laughs> cheer up. Smile. You've got to be joyful. <laughs> Amen. So, Lord, I just pray right now for Jenny. Lord, I just ask that you would release a, a really clear word through her. Lord, that you would move us to a new level in understanding thankfulness, but also in understanding your goodness to us to make us more thankful. Lord, as we understand your character and nature in a greater dimension, Lord, propel us into that new place of intimacy with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. Let's just take a moment to <clears throat> to let him settle on us. The first song we sang, there was a line in it and it said heaven is all around us. So just lean in and sense heaven around you. don't have to convince yourself heaven is all around you right now the presence of the lord fills a place and he is here no matter what the internal goings on are in our spirit he is here he is all around us So, Father, I thank you for your word that is rich and it's powerful. And I ask you, Lord, for your word to have juice on it tonight so that we enjoy it as we eat it. But also, Lord, so that it will have the ability to produce some fruit in us as we walk through these next few weeks. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I saw an example of something this week, and I I want to just share it with you. I need um, either a, a pen. If somebody could just... Run and get me a pen or give me a pen. Thank you. That'd be lovely. Thank you, Sheena. That's great. Um, The Lord is out of time. He's not in time. And I want you to imagine this pen as, as time from beginning to end your life, my life, time. We, we live in time. We're constrained by time. Isn't that right? Um, many of us have had the privilege of traveling through an airport. You know what a travelator is. You get on. And uh, if, unless, you, unless you're one of these people that want to try and beat the travelator. I saw a funny thing on, I think it was Facebook the other week, though. Somebody was actually trying to go back the wrong way on a travelator and wondering why they weren't actually moving anywhere because they'd got on the travelator the wrong, the wrong way and they're, like, doing this, pulling the suitcase, and all these people are walking. Anyway, that's... So imagine you're on this travelator and it looks like this. And you can get off the travelator, can't you? And then you can walk on the outside of the travelator. Imagine timelessness around this. This is where we are. 
but but the Lord is around everything that happens in eternity is out of time it's not constrained by time that's why the the sacrifice of Jesus though it took place 2000 years ago could have an impact and an effect before it happened in time those that were born before the cross could still experience the grace of God and the power of God because they were looking to the point of Jesus's sacrifice do you know what I'm saying and we look back to it because it was a moment in time where he came from the outside and got on the travelator as it were he got into the time frame and he came and constrained himself to time heaven is all around us what has that got to do with thanksgiving I'm going to show you because our activation of heaven is so near and yet we live in the confines of the carnal or the carnal's probably a harsh too harsh word in the in the constraints of the here and now when we can be people who live in the power of the eternal so i want to, i don't know how many of you were not here last week how many were not here last week so for your benefit, we will just, if I can have the screen on, we will just go through uh, quickly. I haven't got as many slides as last week, and I've cut some out, so I'm just going to go very quickly in just uh, explaining what we, over, I'm going to overview what we did last, last week. Hebrews 13, 15 says, let's read it together. Therefore by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. So the, there's, an, there's a, a, an exhortation in scripture for us to continually. That's all the time, isn't it? Doesn't stop. From this morning to right now, you should, be, you should have come in here going, Thanksgiving is in my heart. I'm, I'm thanking God. It's, it says continually there. We've got to somehow find a way of making this into our lifestyle, our habit. Let us continually offer, it has to come out of this little overflow pipe, the sacrifice of praise to God, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. So isn't the scripture good? Isn't the Lord kind? You can't say, therefore, but let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. I don't know what that is because he's explained it. Well, what is the sacrifice of praise, Lord? I don't know. That is the fruit of your lips giving thanks to his name. We had an opportunity in the second song to lift up his great name. It was all about his name. And I thought, I wonder if, the, if Judah realized what they'd sing in here. Is it for, because Jane knew that I was going to be doing something on Thanksgiving. But it was an, an appropriate and right song because we were lifting up the name. We were doing this very scripture. We were right in the will of God because we're doing what his word says to do. Uh, Last week, I explained very briefly that Thanksgiving is related to what the Lord has done. It's all about the actions, the kindness. The Lord has done various things for us. Praise is related to who the Lord is, his character, and worship is based on intimacy. Do you remember that? And I talked about the fact that witnessing or giving thanks or thanksgiving is like witnessing because what you're doing is you're telling someone about the character and nature of the Lord and it's what we call witnessing so the moment you give thanks to him you are 
forth telling his greatness and you're giving thanks to his name. The essence of witnessing is thanksgiving. It is a public demonstration or acknowledgement of what God has done by telling others about his character or his love or, or with special reference to his name. Are you all with me? You're all, we're all on the page. And then we looked at a few of his names, his, the, the Hebrew names that are compound names of Yahweh. So Yahweh, Jehovah, Jireh. Yes? Here's a list. Elohim Adonai, Yahweh, Yahweh. We sing that in one of our songs. Yahweh, Yahweh. I love to... Yes, no, we're not just repeating Yahweh. It's his name, Yahweh, Yahweh. Yahweh, Yahweh is in Genesis 2.4, a reference to God's divine salvation. Makadesh, the Lord, thy sanctifier. Roe, the Lord shepherd. Shammah, his ever-present. Rapha, healer. Sidkenu, righteousness. Jireh, provider. Nisi, banner. Shalom, peace. Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts. He is the Lord of heaven's armies. Heaven is all around us. And those armies that congregate with us, that act on our behalf, they are submitted and are in subjection to Sabaoth. They say, oh, what are you doing, mate? Did Sabaoth say you could do that? They don't go off and do their own thing. Not one of the angels does its own thing. Sabaoth has told them what to do. They've had their commission from Sabaoth. Yahweh Gmola, the God of recompense. El Elyon. We sing it, don't we? El Elyon, you're the name above all names. Well, Elyon, El Elyon, when you're singing that, it's God Most High. And then we, we finish that song with El Olam, don't we? Yeah. It's at the bottom there, look, the everlasting God. So when you're singing El, El, El Olam, you're saying everlasting. You are singing to his name. We should be giving it up for Judah today because they do a great job in bringing us into the revelation of his names and into that place of worship. So thanksgiving and salvation, we talked last week about it being uh, linked, that thanksgiving, the most basic sin in the world today is that of ingratitude. Romans 1, 19 to 21 talks about they did not give God his worship, but they turned to their own ways. So we should be thanking him. It's appropriate that you thank him that you're alive. We had a family that used to come to our church many years ago, had several children while they were with us, and only last week we heard that one of the young girls, only in her teens, early 20s, took her own life. Christian family. Christian family. I have a friend uh, in uh, another part of the nation, and I was on the phone to her last night at 11 o'clock, and she was going to see a family today whose daughter had just tried to take her own life. Christian family. Christian family. She didn't quite, wasn't successful, so she's, she's still alive to live another day. We should thank him that we're alive. We should thank him that we've got breath. Because every day is a privilege for us to walk on this earth and to thank him. No matter what our age we are privileged people if we're alive. There are some people tonight fighting for their life, don't want to die. In a hospital bed or maybe at home, knowing that they've only got a few days to live. We've got our life today to thank him. We better be doing it with all our heart, all of our mind, all of our strength. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. Everything that's in you, every fiber of your being, loving him. Thanking him that you're saved. Are you saved? 
little bit saved? Really saved. When we're first saved, there is an instant capacity to be thankful because you realize what he has done for you. And usually, whoever's led you to the Lord will say, go and tell somebody what he's done. What they're basically saying is, give God thanks because you'll be witnessing to his name. And I want you to know this, that thanksgiving is a ministry that God receives. Now, what do I mean by that? He sees what we do, what we do, when we do it, how we do it. He sees everything. He sees, he sees the attitude of our heart. He sees what we do, the actions we take. But when we turn to return thanks or give God thanks, it is a spiritual act. It's not a natural act. You're giving thanks to a being that is unseen. Therefore, you can only do it if you believe. Hello? Therefore, your belief system is activated and it says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that, first of all, that he is alive, that he's real, and that he is a rewarder of those that seek him. So the moment you say thank you to God for anything, you've automatically moved into the spirit. Say the spirit. The spirit realm. You've automatically entered into this realm that is unseen and when I say it's a ministry God receives he is not an idol like many false religions have where people go and you know an idol of stone they try and feed it or they try and appease it by something he is a living God and you are a living breathing spiritual being therefore the moment you offer a spiritual sacrifice which is the fruit of your lips giving thanks to his name it moves out of you by your breath into him you can move God and I don't mean ladies like we can move men with the flattering of our eyelids the nice clothes we wear and all that you know speaking kind things and all the rest you can't you can move somebody by flattery can't you you can bless somebody by your kind words That's not what I'm talking about. When you give a spiritual sacrifice, the Lord God himself receives it into himself. It is a ministry that God receives. He doesn't receive it like, I'm I'm, I'm marking you out of 10. Let me just got my clipboard here. How much thanks have you given me today, David? Right, we'll put you down at a 6. Irene, you've been really thankful. We'll put you down at a 7. He's not grading you on how much thanks you give him. That's not receiving ministry. He does not need anything. He is complete in himself. But you, as someone out of your own free will... Because you've acknowledged the greatest sacrifice that mankind could ever, ever have in Jesus, because you have acknowledged that and you return to give him thanks that you're saved, he receives it as a ministry to himself and he is blessed by it. Can you just fathom the fact that he lets you and me minister to him? When I need help and deliverance, of which I need it often, and I go to the team who I love dearly and I say, I've got some grotty bits, I need deliverance. They minister the love of Jesus 
in deliverance. They deal with the enemy with me and then they minister. And I receive a ministry from them, yeah? You know what that feels like. You feel loved. You feel cared for. You feel in a safe place. You feel like it doesn't matter if you're vulnerable. Somebody's not going to worry if I, if I cry or scream or they're not going to expose me because there's shame or whatever. They're caring enough to cover. And there's ministry and you receive it and you're built up by it. Can you imagine that you can move the heart of God by the thanksgiving that you give him? He receives it, takes it into himself. You got the point? Let's move on. It's impossible to be saved and not know it, and so we can't be saved and not thankful. Thanksgiving is a sacrifice. I've already said that. Sacrifice is about giving your best. It's not about giving the the lamb that's three-legged, one-eyed, you know, and the runt of the litter. Sacrifice is giving your very best. But sacrifice, to give a sacrifice, something has to die. Oh, you didn't say that last week, Jenny. To give a sacrifice, something has to die. To get up and say what he said tonight. You're the, you're the um, visual aid tonight then, Frank. So it was Gwen last week. To do that, to even come forward and say, this is what the Lord says and this is what the Lord's shown me. Something had to die. Something in the place had to die. Something died when he said, the prize, what's going to come out is going to be better than, worth more than, the captivity that I'm holding on to. I'm going to let go of, come over, move out of the way, that that keeps me captive because the greater portion is the blessing of being free to give the word and all the people that can enter into the word and be blessed. It's a ministry God receives. Are you getting something? We said last week it has to be continuous. The fruit of our lips comes from the seed of thanksgiving in our heart. And we said the word confess or the word there in... Did I go too fast there for you? I think I went too fast for myself. Uh, The fruit of our lips comes from the seed of thanksgiving in our hearts. And it says in Hebrews... uh, What does it say? Hebrews 13, 15. Yeah, I know it does, but the scripture is... Let us, we'll have to look at it. I know, but I'm going to quote it. I'm going to use the Bible because then you'll know that I'm. It's not, is it? By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. And the word giving thanks there is to confess. I think in some scriptures it says confessing to his name. It's not the confession uh, in the Roman Catholic Church where it's confessing all your sin. It's confessing the right thing. So, So when we were having some time of ministry tonight, we had to say, I break my friendship with this that is not godly, that's not right, and I confess the opposite. Yes? Confessing to, it's the word homologio. Homo being the same as, legio from the word, word. So the same word. Say the same word that God says in his word. Find a word from God, logos or rhema, that you need to agree with and keep standing on that word till you see it come to pass. Saying the same thing with your mouth that God says in his word. Amen? 
The quantity that we give of praise and worship and thanksgiving has to be continuous and the quality has to be from the heart. It has to be genuine, yes? We don't just say thank you, Lord, for because it's a surface thing. We say it because we genuinely mean it. So we finished last week by saying it was an eternal ministry, that, this, that what the Lord is going to receive from us is going to go on forever and ever. In Revelation, the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives just from time to time till they get worn out. Constantly. Since you and I met last week in this place, the angels in heaven have been continually giving thanks. Holy, holy, holy. How many times have we said holy in the last seven days? 24-7. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. They are not singing to him. Let me tell you this. They're not going, holy, 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 holy. Holy, 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 holy. How many times can we say holy? How how many different ways can we say holy? They're not just doing it because it's like we're made to to say holy 24-7. Machine. Put the coin in. Holy, 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 holy. They don't do that. Their holy, holy, holy is their response to him bringing more revelation of who he is. We will never, throughout the whole of eternity, ever fully fathom him. So if you've been on the road with Jesus more than a week. You know him more than you did last week, yes? You know him. If you've been on the road 20 years, you know him a little bit more now than you did when you were first saved. Am I right? You've got greater revelation, greater understanding. You know him more. So I know a little bit more about Steve Watson. I've been married to him 30 years. I know more about him today than I did the day we got married or when we were courting. You get to know somebody by being with them, sharing your life with them, finding out about them. When we get to heaven and we see him and we're completing him fully, he will still be revealing more of who he is because you can never come to the end of him because he is limitless. So the angels, holy, 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 isn't just because now we know who he is. He's sitting on the throne. Everybody else, everybody in the heavens, come on, we've got to just shout holy, holy, holy for the rest of our days. That's that's our job description and then we're going to be satisfied. They They are looking at him, beholding him, and in their beholding of him, the revelation is coming to them constantly and their responses holy 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 because they're receiving more and more and the only response they can give in their worship is the astonishment of holy 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 it is a response it's not they've got a bucket full of holiness in their pocket and they've just got to pour it out on him because he's, he's, somehow, he's somehow deficient. He is full and has more than enough to give us in any day, in any circumstance, in any lifetime. My dad's probably one of the oldest here. If it's not the, I don't know how old the angels are in here, but my dad is eight, in his 80s. And the Lord has even more for him and he's, and he's lived 80 years plus, and there's still more, more of God, more of God, more of God, more of his revelation of who he is. For all of eternity, we will behold him who sits on the throne forever. And constantly our response has to be that. 
we, we live in this place when we come to worship of let's think about what God's done for me that's just thrilled me a bit, made me happy, and I'll give him a bit of thanks. I'll say, thank you, Lord, for, you know, you, you, know, you kept me this week, and, and I'm really grateful. But there's quite a lot in my life right now. I just like getting sorted out. And so, I'll, you know, thanks anyway. Let's get a revelation of him. Let's get a revelation of what this city would look like with him at the head. What the town would look like. What the, what the nation would look like. Today there's been a day of prayer in London. Do you know that? In Wembley. Yeah. And there's been thousands upon thousands crying out for revival. I just watched a brief portion of it on the live stream. And uh, some of our folks are down there. And you can, you can hear the resounding. And all the, the ones that I saw leading the prayer was just, let's cry out to God for our nation. that they have mercy. And David Hathaway was talking about some of the Eastern Bloc nations where they can call a day of prayer and people will flock to their meetings weekly. In fact, I talked to Ann Tate on the phone today. She's just come back from Nigeria. Obi Pax Harry has a weekly prayer meeting and they have 1,000 women at the weekly prayer meeting. And at this gathering that they had, there was 4,000 people. They just said, we're going to gather to pray. And in some of the Eastern Bloc nations where David Hathaway has been ministering for years and years and years, they are having national days of prayer for the UK, for Great Britain right now. They're calling fasts and prayers, and we sit here as comfortable as you like. If I said, tomorrow morning, guys, we've got to meet at 5 o'clock. We've got to get down to the building. You know what? Straight away we'd go, dear me, I've made arrangements tomorrow. Can't do that. Because it really isn't that important. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not criticising you. I'm saying, this is the state of our hearts, folks. Our nation is going to come under the rule of a rod of iron if God does not move. The only reason the Eastern Bloc nations, the bishops—I mean, he said, David Hathaway said from the platform today, he said, "I've got bishops here, bishops from some of the Eastern Bloc nations that have come to this event." He said, and when they go back to their nation, they will all be there. All the bishops from all of the denominations, all of the top leaders from all of the denominations. It's not just the groundswell of the, of the church. It's the top leaders. And he said, I look round today, he said, and I look and ask, where are the leaders of the church in England? And he said, the reason why they will come out and they will fast and pray, and they will be up in the night hours, and they will go to the ends of the earth for the revival of, the, of God coming unto a city is because they have been oppressed and oppressed and oppressed. And he said, God forbid, but he said, if the UK does not hit her knees, we will be ruled by that rod of iron. A thousand people every week. And I'm gathering a prayer school, and we're going, 25 came. Done really well there. I didn't plan to say that. I didn't plan to talk about prayer. But I'm moved because 
How can I on the one hand say, thank you, God, for saving me. My life is not my own. I'm going to have a whole eternity for the reward. But the reward depends on what I do today. Sobering thought. We automatically think that the eternity, of course it's going to be better than the now, but we automatically think we've got access to a place, but that place that we have access to is dependent on what we do today. Didn't plan to say that. Came out of Revelation 4.9. That's a powerful scripture. Do you still love me? I'm, I'm provoked because I saw what was going on in London today and how the Lord is beginning to cause this groundswell of intercession. And what are we doing? Psalm 30, verse 12. To the end that my glory may sing praise to you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. So this is where we're going to just focus for a few minutes. Psalm 105 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Deeds means God's performance that brings miracles. Say miracles. miracles. Signs and wonders. We are to make known his deeds among the people who don't know him. 1 Chronicles 16:7. David first delivered this psalm into the hands of Asaph and his brethren to thank the Lord. So here we've got David performing an act of thanksgiving by delivering this psalm into the hands of Asaph. Thanksgiving was the primary action of the Israelites when God's presence was returned to Jerusalem. We should prioritize thanksgiving for his presence in our life, just as David did when he returned to the ark. Thanksgiving is linked to the presence. Let's go back to the pen. The presence is all around us. Heaven is all around us. But we think we've come to a church service. We have come to engage with the presence that's around us and to say, Lord, what's your agenda right now for this moment and what's my portion? And every one of us has a portion. Every one of us has a portion. It's not you this week, her next week. It's every one of us all the time. Thanksgiving should be a continuous personal ministry to God as a result of the continual presence we experience of him through salvation. Because you can't know about this presence around you unless you know that you're saved. We look not to the things that are temporal, the things that are seen, for we look to the things that are around us, in the temporal, in the unseen, in the, in the eternal, don't we? Yes. Our gratitude should be expressed not only in speech and in song, but in our life. The world should not only hear us, but feel the effect of his presence in our lives. Our thankfulness will not only develop growth within us, but overflow into our home, family, church, and the world around us. Good word. So Psalm 100 says, make a joyful shout to the Lord. All the lands. That's the Ruah. We did that tonight. Make a joyful shout to the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Now, I've put those four words up and I'm not going to talk about them. That's for a praise lesson. But I want to say this. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. His gates are where he is. Yes, 
Imagine the gate. Even tonight when we did the prophetic act, we had the two uh, silks that looked like a gate, didn't they? They looked like a doorway, a door. Are you with me? Everybody was here, weren't they? Yeah? Wednesday meeting. Yep. So, enter his gates with thanksgiving. These gates open us up into the presence of God. Question. When you came in the room today, did anybody come through the ceiling? Not today. Did you come through the wall? No, you didn't. You came through the door. The door is the appropriate place to walk through. You moved from outer in the car park to inner through the doorway. Yes? You all know what a door is. Yes. So there is a place where God is. It is an unseen realm. It is a place outside of time, but he is there all the time. And the only people that have access to where he is, is the believer that knows how to offer thanks. Because thanksgiving is the door to get you into the presence of the Lord. Oh, you should be shouting on your seat. I was in, I should be shouting up off your seat. Yesterday, uh, uh, Jill and I went to a meeting in Hoddesdon. And um, it was a conference that I was speaking at in the morning. And I was the first speaker. So it was like nothing to go on. The child laid the foundation then. And, um, and I'd asked the Lord beforehand, you know, I'd ask the Lord for a jump off point to prophesy because it's easier to prophesy than it is to preach. So anyway, I asked the Lord and he gave me, he said, um, he said to me, this was two days before I went, there's going to be a lady there and she's going to be wearing a daffodil yellow top. And I'm going, right, I'm really going to be digging deep now because what are the chances of somebody wearing a plain daffodil daffodil color yellow top, you see? So anyway, I just put that thought to myself. I didn't incubate, didn't ask the Lord what the word would be or anything like that. I walk through the door and I'm shown to my seat and the the lady sitting next to me is a, uh, I think, Nigerian-born pastor who's living in Belgium right now. And uh, she's wearing a bright yellow daffodil top, color top. So... There is a God, I'm promising you. There is a really a God. So he had my number. Anyway, we had a good time. Why am I telling you that? Because God is amazing. He knows you better than you know yourself. So uh, we go to this meeting. Before we go into the meeting, we're given the brochure of the day. Uh, it, it was a two-day conference, but we were only there yesterday morning. And I'm looking through the different portions of the weekend. And at the end... There's a a name of someone who's going to finish the weekend off with praying for revival today, you see. And I see this name, and I recognize the name. And I think, oh, I wonder if that's the same person that I knew 30 years ago, who stayed in my home 30 years ago, who I haven't seen for 30 years. So I say, this person, is that person here? And they said, yeah, she's in the meeting right now. I said, really, I'd be interested to see her. 30 years ago, there was a couple in the church that we were in at the time, and they, were, they stayed in our home. They were full of faith, people of faith, people of the word. And at the time, uh, they had an 18-month-old little girl, and the wife had just found out she was pregnant, and the Lord had told her husband she's carrying twins. She hadn't had a test. The Lord said she's carrying twins. I thought, well, that's, a, that's a bit risky, isn't it? Because he was telling everybody. Yes, my wife's pregnant and she's carrying twins. 
And she came out to greet me and she said, my word, she said, her first words to me were Jehovah Jireh. And I said, you sowed seeds of faith into Steve and I 30 years ago. I said, and you were carrying twins in your womb. She said, yeah, they're 30 years old. And she said, Florence is, is, uh, was 18 months older. And she said, one of the twins is married and Florence is married with children. And, and she said, I remember. And she's ministering in London. Her and her husband are great, great people. But I, I, as I was thinking about it, you know, 30, how, did, how did he know I was going to be there and she was going to be there? Because he orders our steps. A reconnection for the purposes of destiny. And the seed of faith that they poured into us, I'm now releasing back and she gets to see it. But it's only a portion of what she'll receive in eternity. Because this isn't the reward. The reward is what, what she'll see in eternity. I'm saying all that to say Thanksgiving is a ministry that God receives. And it's something that is eternal. And we have the capacity and the privilege of having that gate. Well, Jenny, where is the gate? Enter his gates with thanksgiving. I want to be where God is. How do I get through the gate? You thank him. And the minute you start thanking him, you move in the spirit. You move in the spirit. You move from this place to this place. Are you with me? So where are these gates? These gates are with you. Wherever you go, whatever you do, the gates go with you. You have got the ability to open the gates, enter his gates with? Straight away, you can open the door and be in a place where God is. Where God is. Tell your neighbor, she's saying where God is. You know, people are out there, they're trying to find God. People are trying to find God. You have him, you have the gates in you. In you, the gates are in you. The gates are in you. You have the capacity to open the gates to be where God is so that anybody else can be where God is. I don't know what to say to this person. I don't know how to witness to them. I haven't got me 10 points. I don't know my Roman road. Just give God thanks. Just tell God how great he is. Just witness to his name and you will be in a place where God is, where he manifests and so will they. Tell your neighbor the gates are with you. Open up the gates. Open up the gates. Open up the gates. When we come into a corporate time of worship and we start opening up those gates, he floods in. Because when you open that gate, when you came in that door, you do it all the time. Carol stands at the door with her team and they open the door to let you in. But at any time they want to, when that door has been opened, they can go out. Can't they? So the one who's within, once the door is open, the one who's within can go out. Why are we not seeing the presence of God? Why are we not seeing him on our streets? Because the gates are closed. The gates are closed. If I open up my gates to be where he is, he's going to say, quick, come on in. I'm getting past. I'm coming out. That's all free revelation. I've never preached that before. 
Those that have been on Psalmody have never heard that before. I want you to turn to one last scripture, and with this, I'm going to close. Now, this is going to be a bit, a bit sobering too. Thanksgiving is a distinguishing characteristic of a believer. It is something that in these days, these crucial days, is going to mark you. It's going to brand you. It's going to separate you. It's going to mean that you are very different to the world out there. It's going to mean you're very different to some Christians out there. I'm going to show you how it's going to distinguish you, how it's going to separate you, how it's going to cause you to be different from anybody else. And it's in the Word. We're going to look at a scripture, if you want to turn to it, 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 5. And I'm going to read it in uh, two versions. I'm going to read it in, first of all, I'm going to read it in the New King James, and I'm going to read it in the Amplified. Actually, no, I'll just read it in the Amplified because you can read it in your own scripture and go along with me. <clears throat> I want you to see a key, key word here. 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 5. It says this. But understand this, that in the last days, say last days. In the last days will come, will be set in perilous times of great stress and trouble. Hard to deal with and hard to bear. This is the Amplified. Are we not in those days? Hard to deal with and hard to bear. Hard to deal with and hard to bear. If we don't think we're in the last days, we better get this scripture in our hearts. In, in the King James, it's, in the New King James, it says, or in the King James, this, this know that in the last days, perilous times shall come. The Lord's already told us that we are going to go through some very hard times. For men or people will be lovers of self and utterly self-centered. Lovers of money and aroused by inordinate greedy desires for wealth, proud, arrogant, contemptuous boasters. They will be abusive and blasphemous and scoffing. Are we in these days? We're in them. They will be abusive, blasphemous, scoffing, disobedient to parents. Mark the next word. Ungrateful, unthankful. It is a distinguishing mark of the end time generation. The Lord need not have put that in there. But he says one of the reasons, one of the things, one of the signs you're going to see in the last days is there's going to come upon the men and women who do not know God and ingratitude and unthankfulness, they are going to be incapable of giving thanks. Why are they going to be incapable of giving thanks? Because thanksgiving opens up a doorway into the spiritual realm and it lets God out. And there's a spirit of the age that is going to come upon men and women that will not allow them to be thankful because it's a key. It's a distinguishing mark. It's a powerful thing for us to say thank you because it moves moves us into a place where we have the presence of God all around us. Unthankful, unholy, says in the King James, incontinent. It means without restraint. Incontinent means that they are going to just do what the heck they like. And it's as bad as being unthankful. To be a scoffer is as bad. This whole list is all the same. It says, fierce accusers, despisers of those that are good. They'll be without natural human affection, callous, inhumane. In, in America, they have just passed a bill that is allowing abortion right up to, and we go, 
right up to the last day. If that baby comes out of that traumatic procedure and it is still breathing, the law says, leave it to die. If that isn't murder, if that isn't a sacrifice to Baal, to Baal, to the spirit of the age, if that isn't sacrificing to the gods that are unholy, the gods who are against our God, if that isn't a sacrifice for every one of those children that are being sacrificed, there should be 10 believers on their face weeping, offering sacrifices to God. Stay your hand, God. Do something, God. Unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, loose in their morals and conduct, uncontrolled, haters of good, treacherous, betrayers, rash, inflated with self-conceit. They will be lovers of sensual pleasure and vain amusements more than and rather than lovers of God, lovers of the presence Vain amusements. What does Steve call it? Idiot's lantern in the corner of the room. The thing that lights up that idiots sit and watch. Not bothered about what you watch, just as long as you're watching something. doesn't matter what's on. It's not feeding you anything. It's not doing you any good. But rather than be a lover of God, getting into the word, getting on my face, praying, doing something constructive to eternity, I'll just watch whatever's on. Put something on. I'm feeling a bit tired. So I want to switch off a bit. Stick something on. As long as there's no, you know, nothing bad. No sex, no bad language. It's harm, harmless. Just stick it on. Because I can disengage the brain, the mind. I don't have to think And I don't have to be accountable. When I could be spending, and this is, listen, I'm I'm saying this because I want to be different to what I am. Where I could be spending time cultivating a gate, a doorway, enter his gates with thanksgiving. I could be building a gate could be building a gate rather than watch that stupid program I could be actually erecting a gate we're seeing some wonderful transitions and transformations going on aren't we aren't we and we're going to see more because you're going to see some changes and you're going to see some things being added and built but somebody's going to take some time already have in preparation but they're going to take some time to build some things into our walls in there. It's going to be things that we're going to enjoy. We're going to get to touch and experience and enjoy. But somebody is going to have to make a sacrifice because they're going to have to leave something over here to go build that. Somebody that's got skill to build it, somebody that can do it to a really good standard, because I couldn't do that. I mean, to be right wonky if I had to go. But you know what I'm saying? Of course, we're going to be very grateful for that. But do you see the process? And the Lord says, anytime you want to, wherever you are, any day of the week, any moment of the week, whatever situation you are in, you can build a gate. You can open a gate. You can walk through 
You can be in my presence and I can come out. You've got the power to open the door. Is that amazing? Is that just amazing? Is that just thrilling? The distinguishing characteristic in these last days is going to be that we're grateful, that we're thankful. Because a distinguishing mark of the generation before Jesus comes back that is ungodly is going to be ingratitude and unthankful. Let's not be those people. Let's say, Lord, whenever I have just omitted to give you thanks when you deserved it, I don't want to be like that. You know, when, when Jesus healed the, the lepers and one came back and he said, where were the rest? Oh, they're going off there now. You, you've got them healed. They're doing their thing. But you came back and said, thank you. Let's be those that come back and say thank you, shall we? I'm grateful that I'm saved. I think if I hadn't been saved in the late 70s, early 80s, I don't know where I would be today. With what's going on in the world, I really don't know whether I could have coped. And, and we've got young people, young people taking their lives just because it's getting a bit tough. Let's cry out for revival in a new way. God wants us to be thankful. So I've got some questions now. I want you to pair up with someone. Pair up with someone in your area, twos or threes, don't mind. I'm going to split the room into three, okay? So this area over here and Howard and Andrea at the back. So you have, you're going to be group one, okay? And we'll say you on this portion here, you're group two and you're, everybody else here is group three. Okay, and here are your questions. Group one, you're going to talk to each other about this. How is the name of God linked to thanksgiving? Discuss what you know about his compound redemptive names. How is thanksgiving linked to witnessing? Do you think you could do that? Those of you that are watching on the web, these are good exercises for you to do. Group two, how is my will involved in thanksgiving? How is it possible to live and fulfill Hebrews 13, 15, which is giving thanks to his name continually? What kind of sacrifice should we offer? I need to tell you, you've had all the answers already. So you haven't got to go asking a friend, phone a friend or anything outside. I've, I've actually said all the answers already. So it's just a matter of finding out from your friend who you're with inside, what did she say about that? And group three, you're going to talk about this. When does Thanksgiving begin and end? What amount of Thanksgiving should we offer? In what ways will Thanksgiving be demonstrated in eternity? And your bonus for 10 is, what is the distinguishing mark of the age? Okay, talk to each other. And then I want, I want one or two people just to come up and share. Just very quickly as we finish. You're only going to have a short time. Now, if you could share one thing, it doesn't have to be from your, what you've just, it doesn't have to be from one of your three um, portions. If you could share one thing that has impacted you most out of the teaching on Thanksgiving, either last week or this week, one thing, who'd like to just come and share that one thing that has impacted them the most? I'd like two or three people to just come and share. Chimmy, you can be one. I want about four people, please. Come on, four people. We've got one. Angela, Angela, number two. Sheena, number three, one more. 
Sheena, oh, Sheila. Okay, Sheena. I've got to have two men. Two men. We've got four ladies. Two men, please. Two men. Okay, I'm going to pick a man then. Oh, are we getting one? Oh, quick. Hallelujah. Elliot, you can come as well. <laughs> okay. Shall we go from that end? We'll go from that end. Oh, you the, want the to start. The men were quaking, weren't they? Okay, Chimmy wants to start. Uh, what has impacted me is the Thanksgiving is a sacrifice. Giving the best out of your heart to praise God, to thank God for who he is and what he has done in our lives. That has impacted me because most of the times we give excuses, but we have to sacrifice, Amen. which is very important. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Um The last Sunday, you were talking about Thanksgiving, and um, I just realized how it witnesses to people in, in the workplace. Um, so when I balance my toe, I say, thank you, Lord, I balance. Because it's a big deal to balance your toe. <laughs> and um, so just the other week, um, I heard my colleague say, thank you, Lord, I balanced. I'm like, oh, wow. And, uh, and then another colleague, so this week, the other colleague said, have you always believed? Oh, that's a gateway. <laughs> and so I was able to witness to her. And she asked, well, can the Lord do a miracle for me? And then I said, oh, he specializes in miracles. It's his best. And he's just so awesome. And then we were working and you can't, you've got to be, you know, you've got to pay attention to what you're doing. So when these tidbits of uh, openings come, you use them. And then that evening, the Lord reminded me, the girl wants a miracle, so best you tell her that I'm, you know, I'm willing. So I had a word from the Lord, and I stopped what I was doing, and I wrote this whole thing on WhatsApp to her. And the Lord was just gracious, and he said, come to, you know, come to me, you know, and I'll ask me, ask me for the miracle. And I was able to share that with her. So, and that's just because I was saying, thank you, Lord. I balance my till every time louder. Thank you, Lord. And thank you, Lord. And, and so it's, it's amazing. I think what in, was new in some ways to me was that we can open the courts, the, open the gates. I, I knew about Thanksgiving. I knew about sacrifice. And I try to do it. I'm not. Like everybody, I'm not perfect at it. And it does witness. But to really grasp that it opens the gates. I found that awesome. Okay. Um, So this week, um, I was witnessing on the streets in in Burton. And um, there was this one lady. And funny enough, it it was actually about Thanksgiving. And uh, because she was saying, oh, I've only solved so much. And I said, no, you've got to thank the Lord. Keep thanking the Lord. Because that, um, when you said today also, Jenny, um, when heaven is all around us, it's that running conversation with God all the time. And if you have that running conversation with him, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. I mean, he's all around me all the time. So this is what I was telling this girl. And... um, the following day, I happened to bump into her again. And she says, oh, you know what? When you said about Thanksgiving, I've sold six today. Wow. And it was just like, 
revelation. And when I walked back into the Burton shops, just past W.H. Smith, I suddenly listened to the song that was played. And it wasn't a Christian song, but the song was the, the person who was singing, You Are the Light, light in the Dark. And it made me laugh <laughs> when I heard that. Um, I think that, for me, it's just been about the entering his gates, um, that his gates are with us all the time. and that, and Because uh, I was thinking this morning, and I think it was God asking a question through me, even, you know, I mean, he's asking me a question, but I'm speaking out to Naomi, my wife, and it was like watching someone witness um, to Mormons, and then I was, like, thinking of Islam as well. And I was like, how, you know, some people, they have their truth, and... We have the truth. And I'm like, how? but then yeah, there's a breaking point, you know, with like uh, when I'm saying to somebody at work about the scriptures and they'll be like, well, I don't believe that. And I was just like, God, how do I? And he was always asking, you know, through my question saying, how do I get beyond that veil and that wall that they put up? And uh, I just realized that now it's to break through that is to praise and give him thanks. Yeah. Even in the in work, so the work van's going to get live now, <laughs> you know. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be thanking God and, you know, creating that atmosphere, you know, for him to, you know, to just to infiltrate that whole place at work. So, yeah, uh, that was cool. Amen. Um, it, it, the same, um, it, in, you know, what I took from all of this is that... Uh, we are the gate. Um, and from last week, um, yesterday or throughout the course of this uh, week, I was attending classes. And I remember yesterday we had an exercise, you know, like today where you're just thrown into the deep end. And I really couldn't figure out how I was going to solve the problem. And all I had to do was internally just begin to praise the Lord and just thank him quietly in my heart. And all of a sudden, the door kind of like opened. So I moved from the timeline or time frame into the spiritual zone. Hallelujah. Let's stand and thank the Lord. Bless you, Jesus. Father, we thank you that you have given us this wonderful capacity to thank you. And Lord, we want to be those that um, move with you constantly. Thank you, Lord, that we can open that gate. Give us opportunity daily, Lord, to open the gate and bring heaven to earth. We bless you. We bless you. Say, thank you, Lord, I'm the gate. Thank you, Lord, I'm the gate. You can come in and go out. Lord, I'm going to open the gate more this week as I enter through your gates of thanksgiving. Amen? Amen. Give someone a high five. Amen. Be blessed as you go. Enjoy your week. Have a great week. Amen.